Hey there, nursing community. Welcome back to season two, episode two of Two Male Nurses. Two Male Nurses. Today we're talking big bucks. The biggest. The bucks. The, the biggest of the big bucks. Stay tuned for how to make big. Big. Big bucks. <laughs> we're talking about uh, physician salaries now, huh? Yeah. It's probably no surprise to you, we're talking travel nursing. Make money, money, make money, money, hey! Make money, money, make do with me, hey! <laughs> we're talking travel nursing. Um, it, this is uh, it's definitely a hot topic right now, specifically. Uh, you know, it's, it's the way, you, it, it sounds like the dream. You sign up for a 13-week a contract or a six-week contract, you know, just a little bit of time. That's easy. I can do anything for a month. Um, you go to a hospital where they desperately need you. You come in the hero. Everybody loves you because you're saving them. You know, on your off days, you sit on the beach. You're staying in a really, 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 really expensive apartment, but it doesn't matter because you're making the big bucks. Um, yes, I'm, des- <laughs> I'm describing Don Scheibner. <laughs> I'm going to call her out. I'm going to get, you know, I, it's uh, <laughs> Don's dream lifestyle. But, you know, it's, it's, it, it none of, well, that's all kind of true, and some of it's really not true at all, but we're going to break it down for you and tell you the truth. We're going right. to just keep it real for you. We're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about the taxes. Yeah. Talk about how it works, or who right. to sign up with, the whole deal. Cool. We're just going to throw out some numbers here just to get you excited. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Let's do some numbers. So, okay. Tell them. Tell them. Dude, so in the peak of COVID, New York City, we all were there. We were all nurses, and we were tempted. Tempted. Yep. You know, Instagram ads. Hey, come over to New York and make 10 grand a week. Ten grand, ten thousand Danny DeVitos, dude, and then twelve grand potentially, twelve thousand bucking Broncos <laughs> a Big week, bucks. a week, oh, twelve thousand okay. bucks a week. So run it, run it for a second. You're, okay, so we're doing this right now, live into a calculator. Okay, twelve thousand dollars. Okay, and this was say you were able to pull this off for a year stint. We yep. were able to find these contracts back to back for 52 weeks. So $12,000 a week times 52. <gasps> oh, shoot. Dude, $624,000. Dude, I'm telling you what. Now, now you're going to sound like the old grumpy nurse who sits and, you know, never gets any respect. I should have gone to med school. Right, they always dude, say that's it. doctor yeah. pay. That's you crazy, know, crazy. As a nurse, I'm sure you're like putting in tons of hours and you're jumping from place to place and it's, yep. you know, crisis nursing. Sure. But dude. Over 600. Over half a million bucks. Over half a million bucks with your three-year degree. Yep. Travel and you're going to like, and you're going to lie about your uh, critical care experience too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're going to go work in, you know, the high-paying ICU yep. over in New York, right? Yep. yep. Crazy the, amount of money. The bucks are big. Uh, now that's, again, that's top, <laughs> top end. Um, I did travel nursing for a couple of years. My older sister did it for years. Uh, she did it for years and years. She's technically still doing it. I have another friend who uh, does it, multiple friends who do it. It's a pretty lucrative gig um, when you get into it. Uh, you're av- I'd say average, uh, like an average, just middle of the lane assignment, you're going to be making about $17.50 a week. $17.50 a week. Um, I th- and that, that usually is after taxes. Um, and the tax is its own kind of thing. So what did that come out to? Did you run it? Oh yeah. Okay. So 1750 times 52, 91 grand. So you're ma- you know, you're, you're making, especially if you get a little, a little bit better paying job, you're, you're making a hundred K. Right. So it definitely, it, it, it definitely is something you can do for the money. Um, so 
how do you get into travel nursing? Uh, you, you, just, you just do it. You call up the travel company, you get signed up. Uh, there's a couple of different ones. You'll hear about different, all kinds of different companies. Um, the one I traveled with, I, I had a, several different uh, companies that I was signed up for and with. Uh, the main one I worked with was American Mobile. Uh, I'm not I'm definitely not getting paid for this, but <laughs> American Mobile, uh, I had a great experience with them. They were always very, very professional. Um, if, if you do want to get signed up with someone that I can guarantee will treat you well, you can hit me up in the email and I'll give you my recruiter's name. And she has given me permission to give it to any of my friends that I want. She actually recently hooked up my sister um, and didn't even sign her up with American Mobile. She just uh, really, really hooked her up. She called the hospital and got a number pitched, got a number pitched to her and then told my sister, here's what they, they are able to offer you. Have a nice day. Um, you know, keep in touch. So it was really nice of her. She's top quality. Hit us up in the email if you have any questions about her specifically. But anybody, you sign up for American Mobile, they'll hook you up. Um, any of the companies will hook you up. The the bigger, the, they always say the bigger companies um, don't care about you as much. And so they have a little bit more callous approach where the smaller companies, you can call them and they'll call and ask about your day and chit chat with you and get you an assignment. So there's pros and cons to each one. The one pro to American Mobile specifically is that they have contracts everywhere and the bigger ones will have contracts everywhere. And so, I mean, uh, when I, when I first got to Grandview, uh, one of the, one of my coworkers asked me about, um, what they asked me about whether or not to, what, what, what they should do if they, you know, signing up for a contract and, I gave them, and he had called a few places, and they said specifically, oh, we don't have this, we don't have that, oh, we can't get you there. He called a bigger company, and they said, yeah, we can get you out there, we can get you out there tomorrow. When can you start? Tomorrow? Next week? You know, what's the deal? So the bigger companies, they'll, they'll hook you up. I had a similar experience when I was trying to travel to Maine. Uh, some of the smaller companies said, ah, we get you to Vermont. Oh, we get you. We could get, put you in New Jersey. It's like, well, I really, uh, I mean, I want Maine. <laughs> it's not even really close. Uh, American Mobile gave me a contract. They gave me, they gave me like 10 contracts in Maine. I got to choose which one I wanted. Cool. So, you, so you're just talking, I mean, you're talking contracts and these things like we're not, I mean, we're not contract employees normally if you're not travel nursing. What, what do you mean contract? You know, like what is that? Like you're talking about like the, your pay or like where you're staying to or your hours. Like what, what do you, what does that look like? Totally. So they're, they're talking, uh, they're going to sign you up for a set period of time at a hospital. It'll be days or nights. You have to negotiate that. The pay is negotiable. Um, the, the hours you work is negotiable. The shift is negotiable. It's all super negotiable. And I would keep that in mind. I'd be very, very picky. Um, and that part of that comes to having two companies you work for. You can, you can always say, Hey, this company's offering me this. Can you do, can you do any better? Um, you should never have just one travel company. Mm -hmm. I, I strongly, strongly recommend that you have at least two companies to have to looking for assignments. Um, I can't tell you the number of stories I've heard people say, well, it was the same hospital and the two contracts were completely different pay numbers. Some contracts have more sway. Some companies have more sway. Some of your recruiters is really good and they can hook you up, but be a little picky. The only contracts I've heard when people really got hosed was when they signed up out of need. They're like, well, I need an assignment right now. And they send like the sticks of North Dakota and they're driving three hours and there's no hotel nearby and they're working night shift and mm -hmm. the doctor's a resident and it's just bad news all around. Oh, they signed up for ER and they're working a med surge floor. That stuff will happen when you sign up because you need it. Ideally, you already have a contract or you're doing a contract and you're signing up for your next one. 
You can be picky. Um, I've traveled with friends and we have asked to work the same shift. We said, well, we're not signing up unless we work the same shift. And we got it. Mm-hmm. Um, That's wild. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they can be, they're very, very flexible. These hospitals really, really need you. So be a little picky. Sometimes the money isn't as negotiable, but the shifts are usually negotiable. The days you work, I didn't want to work Saturdays. They never, they didn't make me work Saturdays. The one contract I worked, I worked nights and one when I worked mids. But um, they also, you won't usually pay you extra for nights. But again, just getting your contract, the one you want. Dude. And I just, I cannot say that enough. If okay. you just, negotiate haggle push you know use your use the companies use both of them get multiple offers take your time don't sign up for the first one just take a just take a week and think about each one and you will get a contract that you enjoy cool so when you're talking about like you know dollar amounts that you're seeing and all that kind of stuff now are you saying like that's kind of it because we always hear like there's stipends but you know do they take out you know and obviously we're talking about taxes eventually but then like do they take out for like an insurance you know because like cool. how do you have insurance during the time you totally know? different companies will offer different insurance packages um and you can it's kind of just like your regular job you can sign up for a full one you can get less one again i'm, I'm only speaking for american mobile here they have great insurance they their insurance was uh top of the line and um they, they, they give you great insurance, but you can pick cheaper insurance packages. And you can, I think you can even pick no insurance. Uh, there's, they have all kinds of options. So it's just like a real job. It's just like a job you already work with or a long-term job, I should say, not a real job. It's just like long-term nursing. They have all those options. They have an okay. HR department. They'll hook you up with that. Cool. As far as the stipend works, and I can even talk a little bit about the taxing. So basically, I don't want to get too deep into this and – um, I've done, I did it. I've done a decent amount of research on it. So I'm gonna try to give a very, um, a very simplified version. And again, if there's any tax accounts listening, feel free to, to email <laughs> us and correct me. Cause I'm there's, I'm sure there's things I could be wrong on. They're about but, to get you audited. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, basically you will get, uh, you will get paid as, as, uh, you get the, the big bucks in a stipend. And so they'll actually pay you pennies hourly. You know, some, I mean, some assignments will say, oh, I'm making 80 bucks an hour, I'm making 90 bucks an hour. Usually hourly, they're actually making like 20 bucks an hour. They're making 18 bucks an hour. They're, the travel nurses are usually paid really low, but the stipend, which is your living expense, housing, food, transportation is a separate amount that is tax free if you pay those bills at your house. So for example, your housing. You have a house in uh, Maine. You have a house in Maine. And then you're traveling in Ohio. That money they pay you to live in your apartment, the IRS won't tax you on that because it's a duplicate expense. They'll call you up and say, hey, where do you live? Well, I live in Maine. I, have, I pay rent in Maine. My house is in Maine. I have a mortgage in Maine. But now I'm also paying rent or a mortgage or whatever in Ohio. And the IRS says, okay, that's tax-free. So... Um, keeping track of all your finances, having those bills backed up. Uh, when I traveled, I, I had an apartment, uh, that I was in, or as a house actually I was renting in. Um, I paid, I had all the bills, I paid all the bills and then I had all the receipts for that. So if the IRS decided to audit me and say, Hey, we weren't taxing you on this, this, this money you were making every week. I can always go back. I can pull up my bill. I can pull up my oil bill, my gas bill. I can pull up the heat and say, hey, this, I still paid these bills while I was gone. 
they'll say, okay, that's all tax-free. So that's how that works. It's that's where you're really making, you know, where you're, because, you know, the hourly, hourly taxable rate from understanding is low, right. but the compensation package that they're giving you is high. And exactly. Like none of the government. And that's the stipend. And you, if you ask them, say, hey, I, want, I don't want to do any work. I want to show up. I want to have an apartment set up, whatever. The travel company will do that for you, and they'll hook you up. They'll put you in nice noise apartments i mean you know you're gonna be on the beach you can be hitting there you sit and you got the pool you got the lifestyle you can have your dog and the walking trails and the whole you know shabang but if you um if you tell them i will find my own housing again that's where you bank so you end up staying with a buddy you know you sleep on a buddy's couch uh one friend of mine did a uh, friend of mine and i did a long-term airbnb i actually did that a couple of times and you pay you, you you know you pay 300 bucks a month but the travel company is allotting you, oh, we're going to allot you um, two grand a month for your, for your housing. You pu- and you pocket the difference. That's how you do You do some couch surfing. You do whatever. Maybe you don't live on the beach, but that's, that's again, where you, where you make those big bucks. Big bucks. Gotcha. <laughs> so that's how that works with the tax. Yeah. Um, that's how that works with the stipend. Finding your own housing. For the most part, it's just always very, very up to you. You can negotiate the housing. Negotiate the cost. You can negotiate the... Stipend, the hours, the contract, everything. Everything mm-hmm. is very negotiable. So be picky. Cool. That that was actually making sense. It seems like sometimes it has to be a certain situation, at least that you can be in, to be like, okay, um, you know, this I have a spot to stay, but I also have that rent in another state or whatever to make it. So you're really like, you know, making the most bang for your buck, and it's worth it. Exactly. Um, but yeah, that's, that's that's really interesting. So. How about like, I mean, a lot of nurses have family and maybe they're just like, hey, I want to make, you know, a couple extra bucks and everything. Is it a feasible thing to do with family? Like, you know, what does it even look like, you know, leaving a job that you're currently in and you're like, oh, I like those benefits, whatever. I want to come back to it, but I need to go make some big money now. Totally. What what does that look like? Yeah, definitely. You know, definitely a personal decision. Um, I I know of people who uh, packed up their family and left and did travel nursing. Uh, it's not, uh, you know, it's definitely not for everybody. Um, but again, the money's good. And if, especially in pandemics, yeah, for real, <laughs> if that, you know, if that's an option, it's very, very feasible with a family. No one's, you know, they're not asking. I always say like, oh, I wish I had done that when I was young and single. Uh, I've seen families do it. Yeah. I've seen husband and wives do it. I've seen, I saw a travel nurse. She was married to a travel, uh, travel PT or he was a, it's like a travel charge nurse. Anyways, they're both traveling. They had contracts. The contract was an hour apart, and they lived in a tr- they lived in a like a motorhome trailer. They parked at the the trailer park RV. You had like their own pool and hot tub. You know, it was like twenty bucks a month. They were banking the difference, and then they both just drove to work and like hung out in their trailer at night. They, it was a great community in their little trailer park, and they had a great time. They loved it's it. So fun. yeah, and they were just banking, banking. So. Definitely feasible with a family okay. if that's something you're into. Cool. So, I mean, you keep on talking about like this money figure and stuff. Um, I feel like when I'm in the hospital and stuff, something that brings me a lot of security is like, hey, I know um, the type of patients I'm used to having. I'm used to my coworkers and who I can rely on. I know where the 10 cc syringes are. I know where the RSI kit's at. <laughs> nice. You know, you know the physicians that you work with and totally. what they like. So. Is it worth like to drop all of that, that almost uh, reputation you have at your hospital sure. and just go into somewhere that's honestly in need and like maybe already short-staffed or honestly a terrible hospital and nobody wants to work there and that's why yeah. they have these awesome contracts? I've, that, I've seen you know, both, definitely. Okay. I've yeah. definitely seen some really rough hospitals, um, places where really solid uh, processes aren't in place and it really makes you appreciate hospitals where man this is like so smooth versus the my last assignment when no one knew what the heck was going on um it's 
I, I don't, I wouldn't say, so you, 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 I would expect to be, um, definitely abused a little bit. They're always going to give you the worst assignment. Um, I just, uh, you know, they're, they're not going to give you the fun patients. They're not going to give you the sickest patients. And that stems from them just not knowing you, you know, mm-hmm. they don't know you from Adam. They don't know who you are. They don't know your skill set. I will say the places that I worked at, it didn't last long. I felt like week in, two weeks in, I was getting sick patients. Um, they're not supposed to make you charge a nurse. I worked at a rural hospital one time and it was like a month in and they started making me charge nurse. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing. They're like, well, there you go. You're like the most experienced one here. So like, uh, I've been here a month. Oh, so that happened to me. It happened to uh, another nurse that I know. They were making her charge nurse as a traveler. So mm. it can happen. You know, Interesting. If, obviously if you, if uh, I can't say this is what happened for me, but I will say it happened for the other travel nurse. Uh, you know, she showed competence. She showed excellence. And so they felt fine putting her in charge, giving her sick patients. Um, I worked at a, a level one trauma center in a state a little far away and they told me like, Hey, you know, we, we, we can't give you, uh, we can't legally give you the traumas. Uh, but if you sign up for a second contract, then we can, then our manager okays it. So, uh, just sign up for one more contract. We'd love to have you. And, you know, we'd love to give you those sicker patients. And I was, yeah, I was actually fine with my, <laughs> my patient load. I was like <laughs> sitting in triage. Just chilling, just, yeah. Just like, golf, yeah, man. yeah. They, 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 pay, they gave me like, they were giving me like toe pains and stuff. Cause yeah. I was, I was the idiot traveler, you know? Right. So you, I, you will get that. You, mm-hmm. you know, you say like, oh, I want to keep my skill set. I want to be an awesome, awesome top quality nurse. Traveling's not for you. If you're trying to be the best, you know, the mm-hmm. best nurse, I'm trying to improve my skills and I'm trying to, I'm trying to be great. Travel nursing is, I can say it's not for you. Dude. Okay. So interesting. Even when you're, um, I, I see what you're saying there, but also um, one other thing I want you to touch on when you're leaving your current job, is there anything you can do there to like maybe guarantee a job once you get back? Once this 12 week contract's over, like can you be- get back into the game pretty oh. easily or are you going to just like starting from scratch if you decide this is not for you? Right. It depends on your boss. Uh, the my, my boss I had when I was working before before I left that first job to travel for a few years, for a few years she was great. She just uh, put me on the schedule as uh, I was PRN. Uh, okay. I'd come back and work a couple of months in the summer. I'd leave for an assignment. Then I'd go work a couple of months for her. Um, it was great. Some places will do that for you. Uh, some places won't. As far as preparation for your assignment, I can tell you, I, obviously, the more competent you are in your specialty, uh, the more comfortable you'll be, comfortable you'll be by yourself because you will be by yourself. Mm-hmm. All your buddies won't be there for you to lean on. Um, you're gonna be, you will be running your assignment by yourself. So, again, some places are really awesome. Again, I, that the specifically that one level trauma, the level one trauma center I worked at, the the my coworkers were fantastic. I mean, they were just spectacular. They were competent. They were helpful. Uh, it was great. I totally would have signed up there again if I if I hadn't had other stuff going on. But um, you know, not every assignment's gonna distinct. But just preparing yourself mentally, um, maybe you know, taking your certification so you are confident in your own skills. Mm. You're confident as a practitioner. You know, you don't need anybody else. You know what's right and wrong. You have no problem standing up for. Hey, I know this is right and this is wrong for this patient, this patient population. You know, this yeah. is what I've seen before. I've seen enough of these that I know this is how this is supposed to go. Um, so yeah, if if you know if you are that nurse, you'll have no problem. You'll be very comfortable cool. traveling for sure. It'll be fun. Have some fun. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I feel like you know there's been talk of that even just like you know in the social media of nursing of like all these nurses that just graduated going for these big dog you know crisis contracts and getting their butts kicked. Oh, I believe it, man. You know, and I believe and it. Time, and we kind of saw it even here. Like I. I can't speak for travelers. I have not done it, but I do know that um, working with critical care 
um, travel nurses that came up and said, hey, what's what's an A-line really showing me? Is there any kind of special management I need with it? I really haven't had any before. And I was just like, what? <laughs> like <you're, laughs> you marketed yourself as this kind of, um, you know, provide, you know, provide, you know, nurse provider and stuff. And you're not actually capable in that specific field. That's, you know, it's, that's scary. Like you're probably going to just end up eating it anyways, you know, in that kind of way. But no, totally. I, I will tell you, you reminded me, I will tell one story real quick about it. <laughs> it was the, yeah, it was the, so it was a, uh, a fellow I worked with at, a, at one of the places. He said, um, he had told me, he's like, ah, yeah, I'm, I'm really nervous. This is my first ER job. I'm like, oh, cool. How'd you get the job? He's like, well, I signed up with the, when the, when the travel company. I signed up with, um, it was just some kind of kind of a random company they sent me here, but they asked me, "Do you have any ER experience?" And I said, "Well, I've worked at a nursing home for six months, and we send a lot of the people to the ER." You're like, "Perfect, you'll do." <laughs> like, "Oh wow!" So this is like you've never worked ER at all. He's like, "No, no, but I'm really looking to get into it." Well, about later that night, uh, I was sitting at the nurses' station, and he came out, and I, I he looked like there was he he got had a medic arrived, and they were they were unloading in there, and I kind of looked under the like peeked through the windowsill, and looked like they were doing they're doing their thing. There was a couple of couple of bodies in there, but he's hanging out. So I went back to the nurse station, uh, hanging out, and uh, some rustling happened. I saw some movement, people moving back and forth, and this this gentleman came out and said, "I need." a smarter nurse in here. I was like, <laughs> dang, son. You know what I'm saying? Like, this guy's calling out. I, there, were, there was somebody, you know, there was a couple other nurses in there. I don't know who he was calling out, but I'm like, man, this guy's a savage. I didn't know the nursing home part at this point, I don't think, but I was like, man, this guy is a true savage. He's like calling whoever else out there. Wow. So I like stood up and I walked in there. There was nobody else in there. <laughs> he, was, he was by himself. I was like, oh, are you, who's here? He's like, no one. It's just me, man. like, <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> it was a really funny oh, self man. burn. I laughed about it with him later. I told him I like I really hadn't laughed that hard in a very long time. He was <laughs> laughing. He's like, Yeah, I wasn't sure what to do, man. Like it's very, very funny. That's hilarious. But uh, yeah, you you know, you'll you'll see it all. You'll right. see it when you're travel nursing, you will definitely see it all. Cool. So Dude, I think it um it comes down to it. Um you think it's worth it? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely worth it. I, I think it's a great experience. I mean you'll 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 see the you'll see the world and you'll get paid you'll get paid bucks to do it um you you won't get the best assignments you won't get you know there's a few negatives here and there but all in all i think it's awesome last question for those that are wanting to progress their career crna school np school whatever other you know you know advanced practice does travel nurse experience only look bad on a resume right i I, I've heard a few different things. I think, and I, I think you were telling me about this before as well. I think we've heard that um, travel nursing only sometimes looks bad. Mm-hmm. And again, a lot of these, a lot of these schools, uh, a lot of these doctorate programs, they look at travel. They know that you're not getting the sick patients. Mm-hmm. They know that you're bouncing from from place to place. Uh, they know that you're potentially not receiving the best training at some of these schools and or some of these places, and so they might not look at it the same. They may not weigh it the same. Right. Um, I, I've heard I, I heard one place um, a gentleman say we don't if if you already have a, a stable setup and you have uh, a stable you know like a a, fa- a hospital family that you've um, 
become ingrained with and you've worked with for years, and then you go travel after that, we're fine with that if you only have travel, travel nursing. nursing. Have you heard that? I've heard this. That's the exact same thing. They said if you're not like uh, really rooted and have a specialty that you've developed – um, whether it's an MSICU or it's a level one trauma center or it's PACU, you know, if you don't have something that you're like rooted in, then they can kind of say like, okay, well, where did you ever actually like become the absolute best nurse that we're looking for right now? Right. So, um, so but, but also we have seen it too, like your sister who's done several, um, you know, are only really travel for the most part. Yeah. She's in MP school right now. She is. She was, she had, well, so she did, um, you actually might not know that she worked at a, a uh, pretty intense hospital in downtown Los Angeles oh, for a couple right. of years. Oh, you're right. Right. So she had a couple yeah. of years and then she did travel nursing. Right. So she she was already, she, you know, she was already kind of a boss and then she did the travel nursing and that's, she's that is probably, boss, and you know? she's still a boss. And yeah. uh, that's my older sister. She's still a boss. And she, um, she again, had that kind of base, but you're right. If you okay. just have that travel nursing, you, you're moving on to a doctorate in something else may be a little more difficult, right. but but not impossible. Yeah, but not impossible. So we definitely, you yeah, you definitely possible. seen several situations where people have done that, but it's something to think about. Definitely so. something to consider if you're cool. only, if you're a new grad or you're looking to go into it. So, dude, well, thanks for sharing with that. You know, there's a lot of people that have those kind of questions, and I hope that that kind of cleared it up. And so now you can go make the big bucks. Make those big bucks. Two male nurses expressly disclaims any liability and association with this podcast on travel nursing. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>